Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Cheez-It. Hey, Hoop fans, want to play in a basketball game with some of today's biggest stars with Charles Barkley or Shaq as your coach? Well, Pringles and Cheez-It are bringing you that chance with the Celebrity Crunch Classic, all for the win sweepstakes. All you have to do is go vote for Team Cheez-It or Team Pringles at celebritycrunchclassic.com slash OSP. Visit the site for more details. Pringles versus Cheez-It. Pick a side. Stock up. And go for the win. No purchase necessary. Tate, pick your side. What are you taking? Cheez Its. Cheez Its. Same. I'm also Cheez It. Did you watch the Cheez It Bowl, by the way? The TCU Cowboys? Well, <laughs> let's be honest. I watched the highlights. I didn't I, I didn't watch the whole game, but uh, I watched the highlights. That counts. I, mean, I always support, support Cheez Its at all costs. But is this a real game that's actually happening? Why can't we play in it? Can we be on Team Cheez It? Who's our coach? Charles that's a, Barkley? That's a, or Shaq. We, uh, we, I, f- I feel like for uh, for content purposes, one of us should be Team Pringles, but we just can't deny the greatness of Cheez It. So, uh, but Pringles are good too. I, I've I've gone on I've gone on record my problem with Pringles. I can't fit my hand in the can, so I have to dump the whole thing in my face. Which, you know, that's that's not the worst thing in the world either. Uh, Mine tape, is more we're of a also breath brought- problem. Sour cream and onion messes up your breath. Mm. I had a girl in seventh grade tell me I had bad breath because of sour cream and onion Pringles, so I had to move <laughs> on from that. But they have gum. They have gum, folks. You can figure it out. <laughs> Uh, we are also brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo Daily Fantasy had such a great year that they are giving you a taste of what 2019 looks like with hundreds of prizes in fantasy basketball daily competition. Not a bad way to end of the year. Don't miss this contest. Go to yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. Use promo code Yahoo25 when you make your first deposit for $25 in free play. Yahoo Fantasy. Uh, Tate, we have been, first of all, how was your Christmas? It has been, it's been a very long time since you and I have done a podcast. I enjoyed my holiday season. Uh, it was a beautiful time to be back in North Carolina. We were in Chicago together to take on and watch both Chris Holtman and the we Ohio were. State Buckeyes take down Steve Offord once and for all. He got fired. Oh wait, what? Uh, nope, still there. Hold on, still there. Let Let's what? just start the podcast you know, because I have a feeling I have a feeling recapping. <laughs> this is going to take four thousand years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's just Let's just get to it, Tate. But first, Woody Durham. Hey, All right, we are coming to you from all over the country. Tate, you're currently still in North Carolina, I believe, right? Yes, I'm in Oxford, North Carolina at the moment. And you are in I, Columbus, Ohio. I am, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Kyle is on the line with us uh, from the dark room, is it? Is, are you still there, no, Kyle? No, it could be the dark room. It's freezing in here. Nobody's been in this office for 12 days, and I always turn the heat on. <laughs> it's 9 a.m., and I'm freezing. Kyle's in Los Angeles. This is our final show of 2018. Uh Tate, we were talking about what's been going on since we we basically I, I did the math. I think we've done one podcast in the last like three weeks. <laughs> so That's... in a word, in a word, why? <laughs> uh, well, we did. We had exams. It's exam season. Right. We're, it's exa- we're, student, right. we're student athletes. So we had to get done and uh, make sure we studied up for everything. Also, I just wanted to point out that I really wanted to do a fake compilation episode where we, uh, you know how everyone does at the end of the year. I mean, Kyle and I, you know, we both have to cut these together sometime when people don't, don't want to do shows, but you have ads sold. So you just have to like cut together the best of shows. I wanted right. to do a, a fake best of show where we take things that happen and act like we predicted it. So we could go like, 
it's, it's, it's before like the Houston Michigan game and we're both talking to each other and we're like I don't know I just feel like a guy like Swaggy Pool could hit a big shot this game to get them to the next round I don't know I, I just feel something like that and we just do a fake best of and everyone's like man these guys are geniuses fucking on uh, it but obviously, obviously obviously we skipped out on that uh, the big news for us was that we were both despite the fact that we didn't record anything we were in Chicago we've been going to games we've been on the ground we have been doing our due diligence to try to figure everything out and first off can we just talk about the chicago trip how much we both enjoy being in chicago uh yeah. this is not a pander to chicago state this is not a pander to sister jean because i have never seen sister jean nor anyone that's wearing chicago state cougars gear in chicago but it was fun to be there for christmas uh and it was it was good basketball and i know that a lot of people were excited to hear me i don't know for whatever reason people think i'm gonna cry when carolina loses uh i promise you i did not cry <laughs> It, it was one so, single solid tear. That's all it was. Tate, one single tear. Uh, we've established that I'm bad luck for you with Carolina games. What are, what are the Carolina <laughs> games that I've watched with you this season? Uh, I th- well, actually the Cal- last one. I mean, I watched the I watched the NCAA tournament loss last year when Texas A&M kicked their ass. I was with you for that game, and then that yes. spills over to this season. And what were the games that we watched together? We went to we went to Las Vegas. I was sitting right beside you when they lost to Texas. Uh, we yes. watched the Michigan game together on TV. I was sitting right beside you as Michigan ripped them apart, and then True. I was sitting right beside you as Kentucky beat them. The only game, the only game I've watched with you, Carolina play that they won was UCLA, which, as we will get to in a second, doesn't even count because UCLA is not even a real team this year. Well, I yeah, exactly. UCLA does not count, and I did uh, I did the full calendar year research to see. So you watched Virginia with me when Carolina lost to Virginia. Uh, during the regular season, the <laughs> ACC last year, uh, you watched Carolina at Duke uh, last season when Carolina was up That's at right. halftime. I forgot about that one too. When they were up and, big at halftime, and they yeah, they were up big. At, I don't know. I think it was like twelve or fourteen or whatever it was. Uh, they lost that game as well. So literally every single Carolina game, other than UCLA, only the only person that could break the Titus curse is Steve Alford. And I don't know what kind of Indiana back channeling <laughs> goes on there, but that is definitely true. So if you put it all together, you have absolutely. Cur- I don't think I could ever watch a Carolina game with you again. And, and and it's so bad that people are pointing to me as if I was the curse, if I was the problem. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do think Carolina loses to Kentucky, whether we are there or not. But I do like do, the idea yeah. that if we do watch games together, Carolina will lose. Therefore, everyone in the world here's, wants you to watch every Carolina game with me. Of course. Here's my report on watching Carolina games with Tate is that you care so much. Uh, you you are screaming at the refs. You're screaming at Roy Williams. You're screaming at Garrison Brooks. You're screaming at Luke May. This is life <laughs> or death for you. And then as Those soon as the, the buzzer, four, yes, <laughs> as soon as the buzzer sounds and Carolina loses, you turn to me and you're like. I didn't, I didn't really give a shit anyway. It's still December. We're fine. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> We're a February and March that, team. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, play, you play that move, which is genius. I need to add that to my list of the uh, bad matchup. Didn't make shots. Uh, it's bad. You know, do that one. The the uh, it's December. We're a March team. We're fine. <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. Um, so my one thought for Chicago, and then we'll move on to the to the. Uh, we, we should talk about Kentucky. Kentucky fans are going to kill us because they they want to talk about how Kentucky actually beat you, and then they just beat Louisville. But um, which we're, we're, whatever. Uh, my one thought from Chicago <laughs> is, I was very nervous to meet your father, um, because you have hyped up this man's handshakes. Everything you told me about him, I knew we'd get along well. He's he's a he's a good old boy. He loves talking college hoops. Uh, I this is this is my life. I've grown up meeting a lot of guys <laughs> like your dad. I can just talk. 
I just pull basically any college basketball reference from the 80s out of my ass. And then he's like, ooh, mm-hmm. I like this kid. And he wants to, mm-hmm. you know. But the one <laughs> thing I was worried about meeting him was this handshake that you have talked to me about for like two years. I've, I've, I've been told that your dad breaks everyone's hand. He tries to break everyone's hand that he meets for the first time. Not even the first time. Just every time he shakes your hand, he's trying to break your hand. He's got the Adrian yes. Peterson thing going I, on. I, I, uh, I'll give a little background. He One time when he bought a car for my brother, this is, uh, I can't remember when this was. I think it was a graduated college. This was his gift. They went to the dealership, got the car. My dad broke the car dealer's hand. Shaking his hand. <laughs> he the literally broke his hand. <laughs> so, this, yeah, so they've already negotiated it. They've already paid it out. And the guy, and he broke the guy's hand. Literally on the last handshake. Uh, so that that that's the background I can give. But yes, continue on. So were you yeah, worried? You, did he did he try to break your hand? Well, no. You're, I don't even you've, know this. You've, you've beat this into my head for like two like ever ever since I've known. That was like the first thing you ever told me about your dad was like he he breaks people's hands when he shakes them. So I I knew this going in. I knew we were gonna I was gonna meet your parents for the first time. This sounds so romantic, by the way. It's like we're on the Bachelor and I'm <laughs> going to your hometown. <laughs> yes, hometown visit. So, um. I knew I was going to meet your dad and like, I'm walking up to him and I'm like, Oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> and I'm just like, like I'm doing like grip exercises in the car as I'm driving in there. Like I'm, I'm ready for this. Um, <laughs> you're, you're flexing. <laughs> I was, I, I think, I think I, I say that I, here's, here's my catchphrase. I say all that to say this Tate. Uh, I, I don't think this man has ever shaken anyone's hand who is more prepared for his handshake than me in the history of his life. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like mentally prepared. I was physically prepared. And it still hurt like hell. <laughs> he did not break my hand, but I was still like, God damn. <laughs> I just shake my hand a little uh, he, As soon as I, I said, as I met him, I was like, I got to run to the restroom. And then I was like running cold water. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's literally sitting. Uh, I don't even know how far away he is from me right now, but he has a grip master in his hand and he's, and he's doing the grip master. <laughs> this is what he does. He just watches games and has a grip master in his hand. I don't know why. What happens? I don't know why that happens, but I remember I had a job one time and he met my boss and uh, after he shook his hand, he told me I shouldn't work there anymore. So I think he judges <laughs> a lot off of, of people's handshakes. Uh, so he never said anything to me about your handshake. So you must've passed the test. Well, no, because when I went, when I went in for the handshake, I mean, like I, I shake people with a normal grip, but, your dad again has been hyped up for so long that I went in shaking your dad's hand. I said I'm going to squeeze as hard as I can because there's no way. Yes. Yeah, like I'm just going to go in for it. Like I'm doing a some strength, some test of strength. Um, yeah, and it's, it it still hurt. It was it was. Uh, <laughs> what what would happen like if I went with like a Howie Mandel fist bump and and then do, does he try to cover the fist bump? Would he just try to like punch my fist like through a fucking wall? Like what? How would that work? <laughs> I think he would smack your hand away. He'd smack your hand away, and then uh, he would smack Kyle. you like we saw that dad smack that kid on the street in Chicago. Do you, do you remember oh that? yeah, yeah. Kyle, oh, Kyle, God. have you that ever met Clay's dad, or have you ever met Tate's dad? No, I never Kyle. have. Okay, so that that that's the that's the science experiment, Kyle. When you meet him for the first time, just stick your fist out and see what happens. No, and no, Kyle's you guys are always tester. trying to do some we shit just, like this to just, me, and no, <laughs> no. Nice refusal, Kyle. Good idea. Um, <laughs> let's get to the let's get to the uh, the the stuff going. There's been a lot of basketball, Tate. There's been a lot of shaking yes. up. Uh, we we are about to enter conference play. Uh, although for the Big Ten, it already started. Um, thank you, Jim Delaney, for that. We we really appreciated that. Uh, we saw we, we saw Jim Delaney, by the way, at the at the game in Chicago. He was there as a spectator. Uh, he he was. was a fan of North Carolina. He was sitting on the sideline. So very interesting that the commissioner of another conference is there, like wearing. I don't know if he had Carolina stuff on, but he obviously was cheering for Carolina on the sideline. So manifest Delaney, good to see him out in the world. 
Uh, we saw a bunch of other people in Chicago randomly. We, I know we both appreciate people that came up and talked to us. Uh, we, we apologize if we don't deliver the, the podcast live on the scene. Uh, like, like I think a lot of people uh, expect. I was in Chapel Hill the other night, and some guy just started asking me my takes on pretty much everything that's ever happened in Carolina basketball history. And I was like, man, not today. Uh, I was like, I don't have it today, man. Uh, I, I appreciate everything you're asking me, but I, I was like, I just don't have it today. I got other things going on. Um, but, but in Chicago, uh, just being in the building and being amongst our people, I think we both enjoyed uh, seeing all that in person. And then how many times did coach Cal and Roy Williams do the, uh, the, you know, basically the PR oh, stunt photo. Like they did it one time and they didn't have enough cameras to catch it. So then they right. both went back to their bench and then they came back and did it again at center court just so they get all the cameras to look at them. Um, that's kind of where we were at with these tournaments at this point. This is the CBS Classic, of course, but it, it was uh, it, it is a PR event for these programs to kind of brand themselves Dude. to the rest of the world, especially in Chicago. Roy, Roy and Cal doing their handshake and they're both like they're shaking, but then they're grabbing each other's opposite <laughs> elbow as well. Yes, like yes. the fi- I want to watch a final four of handshakes with like Trump. You, you know, you see all these videos of like Trump meeting world leaders and he's doing his pulls bullshit. you closer. Yeah, you got to pull him yeah, closer. He pulled you did. closer. We get we get yeah. Trump, we get your dad, we get Roy, and we get Cal, and it's just like a fucking handshake off. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty sure Trump and my dad would be in the final of that. <laughs> Oh god. So uh uh do do we want to talk about Chicago games? Do you want to how, how do you want to go about this? There's a lot that's going on. Like the, we could do the Pac-12 is dead. We could do Kentucky is back. Carolina uh they're frustrating as shit for me to watch. I can only imagine how frustrating Let's, they are for you to watch. Uh my overall feeling is like I guess I have like an overall I I, I I'm doing like a Rosillo thing here where Kyle you'll love this. How Rosillo like in his podcast he's like I could do the Carolina thing. We could do the Kentucky thing. I got a thing about how the teams aren't all that great this year. Um, <laughs> which thing do you want me to do first? Well, how do you want to go about this, Tate? I think we should do. This? I think we should do it like we always do, which is a good guy, bad guy. You know, insert oh, okay. all the other guys. We're going to do so first. I want to get to the good guy, which I think we have a joint good guy. I don't know. You may have a separate good guy, but he was in Chicago, so that way we can tie it back to Chicago. Steve Offord, Roy Williams. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, well, he could be, it'd be a good answer. I mean, if we had done the podcast Saturday night, had we had the equipment proper uh, to do such a thing, he would have probably been the good guy for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to say Steve Offord. Uh, I'm My pretty, pick too. I mean, My pick as well. That's the lowest hanging fruit in the world as far as who is the face of what a good guy is. And I'm not even sure good guy is the right moniker for him at this point, because if you go and you go to Steve off fire, Steve and you go to all these other sites, people aren't really calling him a good guy. They're calling him a buffoon, a waste of time, <laughs> uh, <No>. <laughs> a waste of space. And then like every once in a while, you'll see like a troll response. That's like, you know, I, I think he should have taken the IU job and it's like D dockage 47 that responds that, uh, I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, but 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 when you look at just UCLA, we were there in Chicago to watch them live. And and the night before we were together, we were you know, you had the entire Ohio State's basketball, you know, you know, we went and met up with those guys. Uh, you went up, met up with, you know, Odin with you and you're talking to everybody and you're, you know, talking to the coaches and everything and kind of getting a little primer on UCLA. And we both 
going into the games, as honest and as sincere as it is, we both believe that our teams are going to lose. I, I thought Carolina was going to lose to Kentucky uh, after the Gonzaga win. I thought uh, that UCLA was going to have all this talent. They just got blown out by Cincinnati, so they were going to show up in this game in Chicago because they knew NBA scouts were there. I mean, they had heard Kobe Altman's going to be in the building, so they're going to play hard. That's, that's what I assume going into the game. And I don't think I've ever seen, and this is the reason why he is a good guy, just – and, and we talked about it. The way that he coaches, it's not that he tells you like what to do. He just tells you you were when you were wrong. It's never like good job. Yeah. It's just like you were wrong. Um, He's Captain Hindsight. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He is Captain Hindsight. And uh, I don't. I don't really know uh, like how that motivates guys to want to play for you. And that's why being calling him a good guy kind of defeats the purpose of what a good guy is. Like Josh Pastner is a good guy. That was like my number two pick right. this week. Well, don't fear not, he, Tate. Fear not. I I'll save you on. <laughs> I'll I'll step in here because first of all, I, I do want to piggyback on your point about. Uh, Steve Alford, uh, sitting. I was sitting courtside for the who could forget uh, the CBS Sports, the same exact event in New Orleans last year when uh, yes. Ohio State came through in a big way and had me sitting right next to the bench. And then the second game, uh, I'm for the UCLA Kentucky game. I was sitting right next to Steve Alford all game, and it blew my mind how, as you said, he does zero coaching. He just like someone throws the ball out of bounds, and then he pulls. He'll sub the guy out. He'll sit him down on the bench and be like, "Don't throw the ball out of bounds." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, Steve, great, great coaching. There. Thanks, coach. <laughs> God damn it, don't do that anymore. It's like, okay, sorry, coach. <laughs> okay, I was so actually going to go I back do? out there. He was yeah. like, well, I don't have any idea about that, but just don't yeah. do that. I was actually planning on throwing the ball out of bounds more, coach, but now that you bring it up, uh, I'm going to try to yeah, fix that. Yeah, that, that um, was pretty dumb of me to do that. Yeah, thanks, coach. But you are right. Steve Alford, not a good guy, and and but it's not for the reasons you said. It's not because he's a buffoon. It's not because he's going to be Ball State's <laughs> head coach in, <laughs> in two years. I do like that. Um, yeah. It is, it is because, Tate, he's not a good guy. He's a God guy. That's mm. right. Mm. Did you see this quote? After he loses... To Ohio State again. I, I would. I as you said. I genuinely went into this game. I I thought Ohio State was a better team, but I thought like I brought it up to the to we saw uh like what we saw three I think assistant Ohio State coaches of the night mm-hmm. before the game, and I brought it yeah. up to all of them. I was like, we have the better team, but this just feels like a game where UCLA has so much talent that they just they start hitting everything and they accidentally win. And I was genuinely worried. Um, that did not happen. You see, the, the players have given up on their coach. The season's Alfred is a dead man walking. He knows it, so he loses to Ohio State. And this is before the Liberty loss. So God only knows what he's going to say after. I didn't even look up what happened after they lost to Liberty. Um, oh, I got but, it. I got the quotes. Yeah, oh, you got okay. So I'm pulling oh, up the Ohio the State Don't quote. Worry. He loses to Ohio State, um, and the the season at this point is off the rails. Now that he's lost to Liberty, it's on a completely different level. But at the time, he says this in his post game press conference. There's no issue with that with me. He's, he's speaking about like basically his job security. I just do my job as well as I possibly can, and that's what I do every day. I'm a man of God, so I've got an audience of one, and I show up every day, work as hard as I can for my guys, and at the, my guys. And at the end of the day, if I know that I've prepared and worked hard, then that's what matters to me. What a great quote. I have an audience of one, Tate. So, like, really, honestly, you and I, our opinion on Steve Alford's irrelevant, and we should almost just stop talking about him because unless unless you think you're God, then your opinion does not matter. Steve Alford does not care. It'd be great if God just had do not disturb on, and he just, yeah. uh, 
Like God, it'd like, be great. He's like, who is Steve Alford? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever was it? There isn't there a, a Twitter? I remember like a Twitter account from like ten years ago. It probably still exists. Where someone started a, a Twitter account that was just basically God, and then it was like a funny bit for like a week and a half, and then they ran into the ground. This was the days of the uh, fake Will Ferrell accounts and all that mm. stuff. I I want that guy to if if the, if that account doesn't exist, this is the time for it to come back. And you quote tweet a tweet with that quote in it, and you put. God, like from God and just fire says, fire no. offered <laughs> just like, oh God. Fire <laughs> from God God says fire from offered God. <laughs> so well, there you go he, he is that that is by every definition a good guy move is to say you can't you can't like only God can judge me basically and yeah yeah he uh he's added a lot more uh problems with that because then he goes, you know, so he says all that and then we go and lose to Liberty. And and we should point out first with Liberty, Liberty is really good. Liberty is a good team. They I think they lost to Radford last year in the championship. Seth game Curry to went make there, the people forget. Seth Curry transferred from there to Duke. Uh, and then you also got like Lipscomb's a good team this year, I'm pretty sure, or at least I've heard that they're a good team. But anyways, so Liberty's not the worst loss in the world, uh, but but it is a terrible loss if you're UCLA. So that's four straight losses. He came out after this game, said this is the uh, most uh, conf- confounding situation in his 28 years of coaching. He's never seen a team that can't play uh, any way or any shape in the way that he thought they would be able to play. Again, this is a team that has a top 50 player at every single position, according to the great Kim Palm, which is the god of college basketball. So they have all the talent there. And it's gotten so bleak that uh, I always go to this SB Nation blog, uh, uh, the Bruins Nation, because they always have funny headlines mm-hmm. to me about about Steve Alford. And here here's the headline that'll that'll really uh, make you laugh and think about how desperate they are at this point. UCLA basketball colon all I want for Christmas is dot dot dot. And there's a million things you could think of, you know, like fire Steve Alford. That'd be pretty easy. Larry Brown question mark. <laughs> Oh, that's how deep okay. that's how deep they are into the sunken place of who they are and the identity of them. That's why I believe that there is a chance that a Mark Godfrey and a Jim Hare can come back because right. all all they're it's trying kinda... to do, all they're trying to do is to tap in to whatever tradition they believe has existed. I don't know. I mean, after John Wooden, the first there, there is you know, oh you know like they're they're trying to find it. They're trying to search and find it. So there they're is gonna... a world in which Mark Godfrey and Jim Hare can go back to UCLA because. If they're putting out stories that Larry Brown should come back, that's how deep they are into the gutter of of this whole program because they have the talent. They can't get the talent to buy in because all the talent, all they want to do is basically show off that they're going to be NBA players, which is not their fault because they're not getting coached. They're just getting yelled at like they are NBA players. Um, And I, I just think at this point, if you're Steve Alford, maybe just step down. You know what I mean? Like what, what, what does he have to even do it? I mean, I mean, just get out of there. Like you're, you're not doing anything. You're obviously not having a good time. Uh, it doesn't look like you like basketball anymore. Like just, just, that would be the good guy move. That would be the way that I could actually confirm that Steve Alford is a good guy. Just take a step. Resign aside. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Olbermann's on Twitter. Resign, sir. <laughs> just yes. Up. Yes. Please resign, sir. Sir. <laughs> That would be it would be awesome if he if he stepped down but didn't tell anybody. He just stopped going to practices and just I, just I, ghosted the I, entire program. I'm just, pretty sure he's not going to practices as it is. If I had to guess. Just compl- or what if what if what if all this time Alford was coaching at UCLA and he's trying to tap into the wooden legacy and instead of actually running practices, he's just teaching guys how to put on socks. He's like, I heard I heard this work for John Wooden. <laughs> Back it all in the starts day. with the socks, kids. 
It starts with a sock, and that's all they do every day is just put on socks. And he's like, it's gonna work at some point. It has to, <laughs> dude. If they so if they're going Larry Brown, you realize like we're okay, okay. So let's let's think through this. We got Larry Brown is getting gonna get floated. Uh, we we want Godfrey floated. Here here's a legacy pick for you. You're saying they're trying to retap the old magic. Uh, how about a guy named Ben Howland? Who I'm not saying bring Ben Howland back. I'm just saying <laughs> Ben Howland. <laughs> Ben Howland took you to what was it? Three straight Final Fours. That's not bad, yeah. right? Not uh, bad. So where did Ben Howland coach before he went to UCLA? Do you remember? Does anybody remember? Oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. And so you got like hmm. this bald. You got this bald guy that coached at Pittsburgh, <laughs> then goes to UCLA. Is there a bald guy who coached at Pittsburgh out there that needs a job? Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Just kind of throwing some stuff not, out there for you, Tate. Not 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 fully bald yet, though. Yeah, he's like Larry David Bald. <laughs> yeah, Larry David Bald. They're right. There you go, Kyle. Larry David Put Bald. It. I mean, he is, he is. Let me just tell you, Kevin Stallings. He will be a social assassin in UC, at UCLA. Like people will be stunned a- at what he says to these kids. <laughs> Can we put a can we put a hidden camera? Like, we should do this as a prank. Just put a hidden camera in the locker room and have like have have the the UCLA D goes in and he tells the the basketball team that he's fired Steve Alford and like watch them get watch them all just like high five each other and their chest bump and they're like hell yeah like Chris Wilkes and Jalen Hands are crying hugging each other and then and then he goes and here's your new coach and then in walks Kevin Stallings <laughs> shut the f- up sit the f- down <laughs> I will fucking kill you everyone's like whoa at least whoa. Steve Alford just like didn't say anything yeah. to us unless we threw it out of bounds this guy's like threatening our lives. <laughs> Bring back Steve. Oh God. Uh so there is good news though, Tate. Uh even though UCLA is a dumpster fire and is completely mm. destroying the Pac twelve the, the pride of the Pac twelve is completely embarrassing. Uh thankfully there are there are other programs in the conference that are wait, hold on, let me see. Uh oh. hold on. Where womp, womp. I had it right here. Where was it? There was a team. There was one team. Who was the team? Oh shit. No, Arizona State lost to Princeton last night at home. Uh, never mind. There is there is currently zero teams. Is the Pac-12? Here's my question to you. Here, here's here's a relevant topic that we could we could ask right this second. Um, would you rather defend the Pac-12 as a power basketball conference at this moment in time, or mm. defend Notre Dame as like a, a like a national title contender in football every year, as like a blue blood <laughs> power? They deserve a spot in the playoffs every year. What 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 is a harder task to defend as at the moment? I think it's much harder to defend Notre Dame at this point today, and that will probably change by Tuesday because people forget yeah. very very quickly. But today, as someone who bet on Notre Dame to well, win the title, I uh, well the I good were, the good news for the Pac twelve is that again, ever. Yeah, I'm done. the Pac-12 is going to start playing conference games, so they're you're just going to be able to be like, well, see, some teams are winning, <laughs> and at least you can <laughs> you can defend it that way. Um, I, yeah, I don't I, know, man. I would, I think you take the automatic bid away from their tournament. That's the way to punish them. You're just yeah. like you guys don't, you guys don't, because there is a world in which, as much as we are calling Steve Alford a good guy, there's still a world if he finishes out the season where UCLA could just win the Pac-12 tournament, and everyone's like, they should just run it back again. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's not very far fetched. That's something that could easily happen with how bad everyone else is. And even Bobby Hurley after the Princeton loss was basically saying that you know it's an up and down league. He doesn't know what team's going to sh- show up every single night. I feel like that's every team in the Pac-12 because there is talent there. Not not like Jalen Hands isn't talented. It's not like Chris Wilkes isn't talented. Not like Moses Brown isn't talented. 
there's a ton of guys on that team. Even when we were looking at the bench, we're looking at each other. We're like, how is this bench? First of all, they split it up really weird. They have like tiers, like a hierarchy on their bench where if you're one of the guys that plays, you're one of the two spots at the top. Then you have like 15 coaches in between. I don't know what they do, but they sit in between the guys. Then there's like six other guys that end the bench that are all four or five star guys. There's so much talent. It's like it's like you're in elementary really school weird. when your teacher when your teacher breaks up the seating chart and makes all yeah you, you know like you all and your, your buddies friends, are having yeah. too much fun and they <laughs> yeah yeah and they got to put go a few they got to like they got to place a couple nerds in between you guys yeah that's pretty much what the UCLA bench is it's like you guys are all you guys are all assholes we got to drop some managers and coaches in between you to, <laughs> to well, keep you in line here. Let's be honest. We're breaking our Brian Cardinal rule right here, which is talking way too much about West yeah, Coast yeah. basketball and the Pac-12 and all of that sort of stuff. We did that on an episode earlier in the year. If you want to hear more about that, you can go back and find that somewhere in October. Uh, can we get can we get to our bad guys of the week? Because this is way more fun. That good guy, yeah. good guy is done. Steve Alford, good guy of the week. Can can I just give you quickly my bad guy? Because I want to hear your bad guy. Because I got more to I got more to talk about your bad guy. Uh, I hope you. Don't, my, I hope you didn't step on my toes. You, I, I, th- I think you know who my bad guy is going to be. But yeah, go ahead. I, ho- I hope we don't have the same picks here. Go ahead. We're we're not we're not the same. I don't think. Uh, bad guy of the week for me is John Wall. Um, okay. And and it, the reason hmm. is so I was in North Carolina, um, and they have a holiday invitational tournament, which has now been turned into the John Wall Holiday Invitational Tournament. I went to Word of God. They were playing uh, Brewster, who ended up winning the tournament. Brewster Academy, a, a school that TJ Warren went to, a bunch of other guys uh, of of notoriety, people that you know ended up going to NC State. Weird pipeline there, but who you know who's to say? Anyway, John Wall was at that game. I uh, my friend used to work with the John Wall AAU team. Went and talked to it. John Wall is like the guy that runs his AAU program. You're not even going to believe this. The guy that runs it, his name is Coach K. <laughs> and that's not a. That's literally that's every. I, that's every basketball every, coach whose last name starts with K has has adopted that. I think. Yeah, they're all you know just Coach K, and it's like there's even a producers like shout out to the homie Coach K. I used to always thought that I used to always think that if they said that in a song that they were talking about Coach K himself. It's a producer. It's whatever. But I go there and I'm sitting there and I, we're talking and Cameron, my friend Cameron's talking to the guy asking him about him and Cameron coached Kobe White when he was younger and all these other guys and he's catching up. He's giving us information about all these young guys, Jalen Luke, this guy on Brewster who's going to NC State, Baby Westbrook, and. If, if you didn't believe in the highlight generation, I'll, this is the perfect example of it. I'm at this tournament. We're about two minutes into the game. Jalen Luke comes down, and he throws down this thunderous dunk. The whole place is going crazy. People are passing out into people's hands. I mean, like, people are just falling over by the wayside. You know, it's like, it's the most unbelievable thing. The, the roar is insane. And Jalen Luke does, like, a pose in front of the cameras, like, you know, th- you know, throwing up all these, like, three signs, like, looking at his head, like, saying what's up to the world. And then I don't think he played the rest of the game. He just, like, took off. He was like, all right, I got my moment. I'm done. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like, he was just like, all right, well, there, there's my highlight video. I'm out. Uh, and, and John Wall John Wall's sitting right there and he's got like all of his people around him and he's like very excited to be there. It looks like he's very engaged in the whole thing. And I and I was talking to my friend. I'm like, isn't it cool that John Wall would just like come down to Raleigh to watch these games? Like this is his event. He has all these people here for him. Like very bad guy move, obviously. This is like, this is a tradition. The Holiday Invitational has been around so long. Now John Wall is in control of it. His name's on it. Got all the Ballas Life people there. Very cool. Webb Wellman, very nice guy running the whole thing. And then the next day, like I, he looked totally fine, by the way. I mean, like, I mean, he's like walking around, whatever. I don't, I don't think he had a boot on or anything. He seemed great. Next day I wake up and it's like John Wall 
after dominating the Lakers, you know, like two weeks ago, has decided to get whatever surgery to be out six to eight months, basically, so he's done with the season. And then I'm like, didn't John Wall just get, like, a major contract? Like, he'd been waiting on that big contract. <laughs> and, and he got, like, a $270 million extension through, like, 2023. And then he was like, all right, word. Well, I'm sitting out. <laughs> and then he Googled he Googled the NBA standings, and he's like, yeah, yeah we're terrible. He's like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm not going to the playoffs. And, uh, uh, oh, shit. Nice. What is that, Kyle? Nice. Google Home. Is that John Wall's agent telling me to shut up? That was me. That was my. That was my little Google. My my Google Home. Shout out to. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Google Home. Uh, start spinning up the commercial. Studios. Yeah. Great commercial with oh. McCullough Culkin. Also, another bad guy moved from McCullough to do that Google commercial. But yeah, John Wall, bad guy of the week, two hundred seventy million dollars, whatever it is. Uh, he he just he's enjoying his life, walking around. It got his own tournament in North Carolina. He's literally like Michael Jordan. People are going up to him, asking for autographs. He just looked very happy. And I was like, this is uh, you know, he looked like he was like Sonny Vaccaro or something. You know what I mean? He's just like sitting mm-hmm. there with his arm folded, center stage, watching all these young kids try to prove that they're good enough to play in the NBA. And uh, John Wall, bad guy of the week for me. What if uh so so this kid let's go back to the kid that just quit that has this moment and quits because <laughs> well, I'm fascinated he didn't by that quit. He, um, he he didn't quit he just kind of like you know like he had like it was literally two minutes into the game he throws down this do you remember everyone do you, yeah it was he was just done he was like I did it do you remember the OJ Mayo uh his his he they won state his senior year of high school um I don't yeah. know if you ever saw this clip or heard the story uh he when he he. He gets a breakaway dunk towards the end of the game, and then after he dunks it, he just grabs the ball and chucks it into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> the ball it's is live, like he just goes, yeah. And then he gets tossed out of the game, and he's just walking off the court, just like hell yeah, we just won state, bitch. I'm I'm going to the league after this, and then they're like, actually, OJ, you got to go to USC. And he's like, that's all right, I'll still get paid there. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, but I'm still in LA, right? They're like, yes, I'm of still course, good. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to see a guy. I think the next like. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I, I got some fantasies going in my head. I, I want to see a guy like have a nasty dunk. Like it, the, the, the peak of this for me is a guy dunks on someone else, points to his boys in the crowd, and he's like, let's just go. And then like a, a huge section of the crowd just like leaves with him and they all just like walk out the door together. Um, <laughs> they, they we we, we got to see. Someone needs to stage that in an all-star game, like in these Drew League games or whatever. Like someone needs to, needs to be premeditated. Like get a, get a big group of guys. You get like 30 guys and they're your boys and they're all up in the stands and whatever. And as soon as you have a nasty dunk, you just point to them. And it's like, let's, let's get out of here. And they all just stand yeah, up. We're out. Cause that would be badass. We're yeah, out. We're out. That's yeah. it. That's all we needed. <laughs> it, this was probably the closest I've ever seen to that. Uh, it, and and people were just going nuts. And also, this the funniest thing about this whole environment at the Holiday Invitational was that everyone's wearing either Duke, NC State, Carolina sweatshirts. So everyone's like repping for their team, you know what I mean? But then it has all mm. the people that have been, all the kids that have been offered from different schools or are going to different schools. Like people have those random ones on, which was the best. So you'll see like, Duke, NC State, North Carolina, whatever, whatever. What you expect, and then you just see like Radford, or you see like UC Irvine sweatshirts. So you'll sure. see because all these, all you know what UC Riverside. <laughs> I, I saw like three or four Cal State Northridge <laughs> with yeah. t-shirts on. You know what I mean? And uh, it, that was it. Was just a great atmosphere. I mean, and then it's like the typical high school basketball, which is the the scene based in high school basketball. It's like the social scene for like so. There's like little girls on their cell phones texting like three guys on different teams like running around and then all the guys that are already done playing trying to like sit in the stands with the girls it's just like the most high school thing i've ever seen in my entire life but it was uh 
And then there was just John Wall, who's just like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I'm paid. It's good so to be I'm back home, Tate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good to be a bad guy. Good to be the bad guy. Um, all right, we're we're burying the lead. It's time for me to get to my good guy, because we, we should have yes. probably started bad the guy. Uh, Your bad guy. Or my Come bad on. guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I misspoke. Uh, my bad guy is... And I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name, but that's part of the charm of this of this show. My bad guy is a guy by the name of Demetrius Janakopoulos, who is is famous. He's a Greek. If you couldn't tell from his name, he's a Greek guy. Um, he is the owner of. Should we take turns trying to say it together? The the team. I I, I kind of want to try this. I because I I don't want to be the only one that is an asshole for not being able to pronounce this. I want I want all of us Panath- to go down. Panathinakos. Panathinaikos is my guess. Panathinaikos. Yes. Panathinaikos. 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 That team. Uh, so this guy is the owner of this team. He hires Rick Pitino. Um, this is mm. not breaking news. Anyone, if you listen to our podcast, uh, you were surely one of the 10 million people who tweeted at us when Pitino. I was I was driving back across the country Um because I I took my dog to L.A. when I was out there for a while, and then uh, every, everyone like everyone's like, "Why the hell are you driving to L.A. and back? Why are you not flying?" And the answer is, I have my dog. And then they I've, I learned since from Bill Simmons that you can basically just go like sign up for a certificate, and now you can take your dogs on flights. Um, so I kind of feel cheated. But anyway, the story is I was driving across the country when I, the Patino news broke, so I'm like in a car, and I can't really I'm not gonna text and drive whatever. So it was, it, I, I felt I felt like this was huge news. Of course, I'm in the middle of like fucking Nebraska and I can't do anything about this. I probably don't even have cell service. Um, so we're a little late with this news. <laughs> Everyone already knows this news, Tate, but I just wanted to, we, we have to give this man some time. We have to talk about this. Rick Pitino back from mm. retirement feels a lot like Jordan coming back. Um, <laughs> it, it's, to the it, wizards, this, this, to the wizards, yeah. yeah not, right. the, this is not, not to the Bulls. Yes. Yeah, I wizards. want you to rank these coming out of retirement instances <laughs> in basketball history. Number one is Michael Jordan coming back to the Bulls after playing baseball. Number two is Ted Valentine after retiring <laughs> when when he was reprimanded for turning his back to Joel Berry and he said, oh, "I think Barry, I'm done." Yeah. And then he came back like two weeks later. Number three is Rick Pitino going on a media tour for the last year, saying, "This is it." This is closure. I'm going away for good. And then he starts podcasts and writes books and et cetera, et cetera. And now he's coaching again. Um, but Rick Pitino is back on the sidelines, Tate. He's he's over there in Greece where prostitution, as I've learned, is legal. Um, yes. someone, someone told me that. Someone made that joke to me. I thought that was a nice little tidbit. Uh, your thoughts? My my thoughts are pretty uh, pretty simple. I watched a little fifteen second clip, so that'll that'll pretty much diagnose. It my was it was actually thing. fifteen seconds. It's not even a joke. The clip, the yeah. clip was legit fifteen. It, seconds. it was a legit fifteen second clip of Rick Bettino, and I know exactly where he stands on all this. Uh, basically, you know, these kids don't know how to pass the ball uh, on his team. That's what he learned. He said, "You guys can shoot, but you can't pass the ball." So he's got to you know he's got to spread the message that they got to pass the ball around. He's not messing around with these kids anymore. It's not the shooting woes; it's the passing woes. Uh, but he also came out and said he can't pronounce anyone's name. Like, you know, if you're getting mad at us and you're like, these guys, who are they? How how uncultured are they not to be able to pronounce the name of the team? Uh, well, their head coach can't pronounce the name of their team. Uh, he said that he can't pronounce uh, two players on his team. Uh, one of them is Lucas Lakavik. I don't know. Uh, mm. But he calls him Skywalker because I guess Lucas, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. So that's what he calls him. Uh, the other is... Uh, 
the nastiest Antetokounmpo, which is the older brother. You play the Knicks for Giannis, of course. Uh, I guess, you know, he had never, you know, never been able to say Antetokounmpo. So he just started calling him the Flash. So you got Skywalker, you got the Flash. Uh, you also got Nick Kalathis, which is on this team, a guy that we all remember from back in the day, uh, you know, that played college basketball. And uh, so Rick Pitino's got all that figured out. And then my favorite thing, and the reason that I know that Rick Pitino has been listening, I mean, I guess he's been listening to The Ringer, I don't know, but he said my message to them was that in watching five films, you can't win playing the type of defense that you're playing. So mm. I've learned this, Mark Titus, uh, since working at the Ringer. If you say film instead of movie or tape mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. then you sound then you sound more learned. You sound more intelligent. Yep. You sound like you actually have a, a place uh, of of importance and relevance that you come from. So Rick Pitino has taken that, and now he's watching films instead of tape. I think th- I think that's a nice little uh, bump in his uh, you know be going over to Europe. I like that a lot. And then. We got uh, Kurich, Kyle Kurich, uh, guy, former player at Louisville, who's now at Barcelona, came out and said he was really proud of Rick Pitino. So I, as much as he is the bad guy, and I guess the owner is the bad guy more so than Rick himself, it does seem like he is leaning into this EuroLeague situation. And I'm just praying yeah. to God that Luka Doncic has a little brother that will play on Rick Pitino's team and be the number one pick. That's this all was, I can hope I, for at this point. It feels like uh, it feels like this whole move was directed at us, Tate. That we we are Euroleague <laughs> haters. Uh, yes, we have been does. Euroleague haters. I would tell you honestly, in the snap of a finger, as soon as I saw the news, I was like, "Yeah, the Euroleague's awesome. I'm all in on the Euroleague." <laughs> I was I was a hater before. I love it now. You left off the one guy. the 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 best part about first of all the 15 second video, and also the guys that are on the team, <laughs> is that in that video where he's he's reaming his players. The guy that's sitting right across from him that can is basically touching him as they're sitting in the huddle is, is Ohio State's very own Deshaun Thomas. Former Indiana Mr. Basketball and uh, Ohio State great Deshaun Thomas is sitting right across from Rick Petito. And, and, and as someone who knows Deshaun well, uh, I, I, and, and, and I don't want to step on Bill's bit here with the body language doctor, but um, let's just say that that the word bruh was entering Deshaun's head. <laughs> Rick Pitino's yelling, like, he's like, bruh, <laughs> come on. It's not that serious. He's like, it's the EuroLeague. It's not that serious. Bruh, come on. Like at one point, Deshaun actually like leans back in this chair and he's like, come on, bruh. <laughs> he's like, you're spitting all over me, man. <laughs> uh, There's also, so... Um, a couple other things I wanted to chime in with. Uh, Patino, what was the thing? I, I saw one video before the game. He was like there at shoot around and he's in the he's in the arena. And what the local news, whatever it was, has the camera and they're asking like, uh, how does it feel to be here? Whatever. Um, and he's, he's like, you know, I've seen videos. This looks awesome. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And he's like, for me, it doesn't. This stacks up with some of the best environments, whether I'm coaching the New York Knicks, the Boston Celtics. Uh, or, or the Kentucky Wildcats, like this is this is right up there with all of them. And I thought to myself, <laughs> huh, you don't have any hmm. of those schools tattooed on your shoulder, Rick. Yeah, Rick. Interesting. I just I wonder how Kyle Keurig felt about that one. I wonder how. Uh, probably, yeah. probably not too great. And also, did you see what he said after the game when they won? He said it reminded me of Kentucky. Just like right, that. Yeah. And that's the, yeah, you just keep, that's the highest compliment I give any crowd because I've always felt that Kentucky basketball is a religion and the fans tonight motivated us to play that type of defense. He's going back to Camelot. 
Rick's coming home. Camelot. Um, but then the, the other thing. So my bag, back back to my real bad guy, this Greek owner who hired Rick Pitino. And you're you're asking yourself, you're like, okay, so we it's well documented, you know. Maybe the maybe the news of what goes on in America doesn't make it over to Greece, but uh, enough news has happened with Rick Pitino that I'm sure these people, even over on the other side of the world, all the way over there in Greece, where where's is it Europe? Is Greece in Europe? Um. <laughs> It's a joke. Calm down, Bare, people. Uh, ba- barely, barely. <laughs> but then the, the EU try to get rid of them when they were like in death. Stuff oh, yeah. like, <laughs> is, is Greece a blue blood? Is Greece, a, is Greece a European blue blood is the debate no, we should be having. Greece, Greece is the UCLA of the EU. They, they're like, they, they got like a great pass and like everyone thinks that, you know, there's a future ahead, but they're like, who's going to run this? Like Rick Pitino. That's who it is. Um, but what was I even saying? Oh, so the 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 people, the people in Greece know. They, I'm sure they know of Rick Pitino. I'm sure they've they've. Uh, I'm sure at some point someone Googled uh, Rick Pitino. Who is this man? Let's figure out his past. So you're asking yourself, is this owner? What kind of owner would hire this man after all the scandals we've gone over this on this podcast a thousand times? All the stuff that Rick has done, all the ways treated people, on and on and on. <laughs> what would it take to hire this man? And I'm going to tell you, Tate. Here's the kind of person it would take to hire this man. I found this article on vice.com about uh, the headline says Greek basketball team owner goes absolutely nuts on refs after a game. And it says that this man, Giannakopoulos, Demetrius, John, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I'm getting closer. Demetrius Giannakopoulos apparently burst into the referee's locker room after a win, no less, hurled a decorative candle at one of them and then unleashed a torrent of verbal abuse. Uh, he threatened to kill the referees um, kill their families, and alternatively, to fuck their mothers, their wives, and their children. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> he says who, who, he's who quoted in the referee. K, Coach and, K or this owner? Who said this? this what do you mean? <laughs> Stallings? Is that you? Um, <laughs> yeah, that oh no! He's quoted in the referee's re- report as saying, "I'll kill you. You will not leave Greece tonight alive. I promise you this from my eyes." <laughs> Which like I don't what does that even mean? I'll promise you from my eyes. That's all I'll fuck your mother, your wife, your children in front of you. That was so the referees apparently after every game they have to like write down their reports of their, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> this was, They're like, yeah, tonight was pretty weird. Uh <laughs> and that guy that guy is Rick Petito's boss. <laughs> so uh, kindred spirits. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta get Deshaun. I gotta get, we gotta get Deshaun on the pod, dude. <laughs> yeah, we gotta lock that down. That's, uh, that's yeah. a great bad guy of the week. I, uh, I approve so, anyway. of all of that. I'm happy for Rick Pitino. I'm happy he's found some sort of uh, uh, connective tissue there uh, over in Europe, which is nice to hear. Can we get to Kyle guy, and then uh, we gotta get to Cal's guy because Kyle, Kyle actually too. has guys again, which is very good. And I feel like if we don't talk Hold about on. Kentucky fans, they're gonna get mad at us. Kyle, Kyle said we have to take a break. Let's take a break, and then we'll, we'll get to Kyle guy. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated with hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability. It's hard to know who to trust. That's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever by searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value. SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed. 
so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I am using it, Kyle, tomorrow to go to the Columbus Blue Jackets game. I forget who they're playing, uh, but nice. me and a couple buddies, we, we are going to watch hockey. I, I've, I've been on record many times. By the way, Tate, Tate went and took a piss, so he uh, he is not a part of this commercial break. He's got to go pee real quick. Um, but Kyle, I, are, Kyle, are you into hockey? Uh, if I'm there, I'm all in. <laughs> it's like baseball for me. Same. Yeah, like I... I really so the Blue Jackets. I got into hockey. I wrote an article on Ringer about it. Uh, I got into hockey a couple years ago, right as the Blue Jackets, my hometown team, went on a massive winning streak, like one of the longest winning streaks in NHL history, and I was all in on it. And then it just it, it sucks that it goes on during basketball season. So um, I got the bug back then, but then basketball just takes all my time. So anyway, I'm trying to fix that, and we're going to the we're going to the Blue Jackets game tomorrow. I'm really excited. Two, about it. two, minute, two minutes into the game, you're going to be open. all in. Be like you never left. Yeah. It's basically like opening night for me. I feel like it's opening night of hockey season tomorrow, so I'm really excited to go. Uh, best of all, our listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code OSP today. That's promo code OSP for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Uh, also want to talk about the pick of the day presented by our friends over at Yahoo. Yahoo Daily Fantasy had such a great year that they are giving you a taste of what 2019 looks like with hundreds of prizes in fantasy basketball competitions. I, uh, I, I am new to the fantasy game. I'm new to the, or not the fantasy. I played fantasy football. I quit fantasy football, Kyle, because, uh, fantasy football stupid. It, yeah. You know how like Bill yeah. bitches about fantasy football in his pod all the time. Oh, I know the very first time that I bitched about it. I just quit. I didn't say I'm going to quit over and over and over. I just quit. Um, so uh, yeah, you probably, I'm, you probably I'm, saved I'm at least half a year of your life by doing that. Good for you. Good for you. We yeah. lost by 0.5 points, lost a thousand dollars by that. So whatever. Yeah, so I'm out on I'm out on fantasy football. I thought I was done with fantasy, but this this daily fantasy thing is interesting, Kyle. How how does this? So you just like you you basically just set a lineup of guys. You just it's it's like fantasy football or fantasy whatever, but you just play every single day and just pick a new lineup. Yeah, yeah. Day. You know, there's less commitment, and you can just sort of jump right in and and uh, yeah, it's 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 nice. So you just that's fantastic. Uh, here's here's my pick. Here's what I'm doing. Uh, if I'm playing fantasy basketball, um, I am picking Mike Conley for every single game. <laughs> Get this man to the All-Star game. That's what I need. Uh, Mike Conley is the nicest guy in, in the NBA, and that's to his detriment. Um, get this man to the All-Star game. It's just, it's in Charlotte, too. Like, Kyle, we got to go to the All-Star game if it's in Charlotte. We're getting Tate. It, he'll, he'll, he'll be in because it's Charlotte. Mike Conley's going to make it. I'm going. I'm so excited. Pick Mike Conley. Vote for Mike Conley in the All-Star game. Get this man to do an All-Star team. That's really it. That's my pick. I'm putting him on every single lineup I play in Daily Fantasy. So there you have it. Um. Also, I'm picking. Uh, I see that DeAndre Ayton is playing the Golden State Warriors tomorrow on New Year's Eve. I'm picking DeAndre Ayton, holding it down for the college basketball. Um, you know, we're, we we are Team Euro League now that that Rick's over there, but uh, we're also Team College Basketball. So we need we need DeAndre Ayton to win Rookie of the Year. I, I or I I said a lot of regrettable things about Luka Doncic. I think people <laughs> just love rubbing that in my face. Although Kyle, we never said that Luka Doncic sucked. We said that that all the people that like him have no reason to like him other than they just read like one article about him and they've never actually watched him play. I want to reiterate that point. Anyway. So you're not uh, putting him on your team? DeAndre Ayton against the Warriors. Yeah. I got my eye on him. I got my eye on Mike Conley. I'm probably terrible at this. Don't follow my advice, but those those are guys that I like. Um, Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Don't miss this content. Go to yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. Use promo code Yahoo25 when you make your first deposit for $25 and free play. 
All right, and we're back. Uh, we got to get to Kyle Guy, which is our, our third portion of this uh, unbelievable segment, which has now turned into full podcast. Uh, the next one we have, Kyle Guy uh, of Virginia. Virginia is one of the four teams left in the world that is uh, <laughs> in the world of college basketball that is still undefeated. Four teams remain. We got Houston. We've got Nevada slash Nevada. We've got Michigan, and we got the Wahoos down at Virginia. Uh, and you look at Virginia, we got a Kyle Guy update from Mark Titus. I do not have any Kyle Guy updates. Uh, I, do. I have not kept up uh, with him over the Christmas break, but what's going on with Kyle Guy? This is from uh, the Julia Littman playbook. On uh, uh, this one, this is a this is a source to say kind of kind of vein here. This is a uh, which, by the way, you, you mentioned earlier how people at the Ringer we, we love to use the word film. Um, that that to me is yes. the final form of that's how you know the Ringer will have a problem is if Juliet on Bachelor Party starts talking about how she was watching the film last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's watching. I think the, it'll happen. Let's get. Yeah, her to that's do the it. last. That's the last stage of the uh, of all of us just buying into the film thing. Um, so anyway, this is this is a paying homage to to the sources say thing. Uh, I was on Kyle Guy's Instagram, uh, trying to trying to get the scoops. Here's my scoop for you, Tate. Kyle Guy's fiance. We we covered the the proposal uh, where his like teammates were there, right? And and yes. they took the pictures. Yeah, we we covered that Jack, like over the summer, whenever it was. Jack saw took all the pictures. Yes, right. Uh, so. The fiance, uh, he posted on Instagram his his latest post. This was a little while back, December eighteenth. It's dated. Um, his fiance has been accepted into Notre Dame Law School and will be attending. and And she is has decided to accept the offer of of the acceptance. She accepted their acceptance. Um, mm. His fiance is going to Notre Dame Law School, and and the point of that is that Notre Dame, as you may have heard, is in Virginia's conference. So, I'm not saying. I'm just saying, when Virginia plays at Notre Dame on January 26th, if Kyle Guy is playing poorly, now we know. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. There's some of that going on. As we, as Dick Vitale has, has taught us, if anyone even remotely related to you went to Notre Dame, you can then t- pretend like you're an alum of Notre Dame. You just, yes. you just take it for your own. Um, the Mike, so I'm a the little Mike worried. Golick. Isn't that what they call it? The Mike yeah. Golick? Yeah, the, yeah, yes, yes. So I'm a little worried that, uh, you know, Notre Dame is horrible this year. The youngest team Mike Bray's ever had. It, I mean, it's a, it's a rebuilding year. We'll, we'll, we'll get my, we like Mike Bray on this program, so we're not going to, we're not going to attack them yet, but, uh, they're not a good team. They lost to UCLA to give you an idea of how bad they are. Um, so Virginia should destroy Notre Dame. And I'm just saying this, the, it could work out conveniently where Kyle guy does not even need to play well and, and, Virginia will still win. So I'm just calling my shot right now that Virginia's going to win very easily. Kyle Guy is going to kind of take the night off, and uh, that's what's going to happen. So there's your Kyle Guy update. Just something to keep an eye on, Tate. Something to keep an eye on. I also wanted to say that I thought you were going to point out that there's a chance he could go to a graduate program also at Notre Dame and play basketball there because I feel like – I mean, Virginia, Virginia fans are going to be very upset about that, but uh, he is from Indiana originally, as we both know. People forget. Uh, South Bend, Indiana – is in Indiana. <laughs> it's technically in Indiana. Yes, it is. Yeah, te- technically. Technically in Indiana. Just um, barely. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a chance it happens, but I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Can we get to uh, Kyle's, uh, Kyle's guy? Because uh, this is really um, something Hold I'm on, very does, excited does, to talk. Does producer Kyle, did producer Kyle not, are you telling me oh, he yeah. did not watch college basketball over the Christmas break? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, do you have a guy this week? Listen, guys, my, my guy is me. 
to be honest. Uh, you're right. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't watch any, I didn't watch any college basketball. I went home. I had a great time in New York City. Made it back to Poughkeepsie. Had Good. a great time there. Came back here, texted you guys at like one, one a.m. your time. And we set up a podcast, so you guys are welcome. And I, I, Kyle's guy. And me. I saw uh, you. Were, you got in lieu of fries with your burger at the dark room. They gave you a shot of Jameson, according to your Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, it that's, happened. He said, "Are you gonna? You don't want your fries?" I Kyle. said, "No." He said, "Can I have them?" I said, "Yes." And then he gave. He said, "You got a shot of Jameson on the side for you." So, Kyle's guy is me. So, Kyle, yeah. Kyle, are you like a legend in Poughkeepsie, New York now? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> not at all. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, you don't want to be that. You know what I mean? You, you want everyone to treat oh, you the same. Oh, it's the only That's thing I want to be, Tate. But it's not. I'm not. It's not me yet. Well, you you will be one day. But I'm just saying, you don't want to be for podcasting. As I told, uh, I had a Duke fan in Durham try to fight me. He's like, my dad went to Michigan. I went to Duke. I hate you. And I was there with like a bunch of my friends, and they were just like, none of them even know what I do. So they were just like, what is that about? And I was like, I don't know. That guy's weird, right? <laughs> did you guys, uh, did you buy that guy's girlfriend a drink, Tate? What happened, right? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> that guy had no girlfriend. I can promise you that. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope moving, he's listening. Moving on. Moving on. Well, to, what, moving on to. Well, yeah, where what? are we in this podcast? What's going on? <laughs> Cal's guy's next. Cal's guy's next. Come on. Let's keep it pushing. We're going okay, to Cal's right. Go guy. Ahead. Which is the best. Uh, so, Cal's guy, obviously, Kentucky's back. Kentucky beats Carolina and Chicago. We were at that game. Kentucky played great defense. I mean, that's how Cal wants to play, wants to put pressure, wants to get right, get out and run. And he did a great job against North Carolina. And uh, they get a nice win there. But, obviously, they lost to Seton Hall. So, they're still battling that, uh, you know, these Kentucky fans have sort of turned on the team. So Ashton Hagens, a uh, guy that committed to Georgia back when uh, Mark Fox was there, a guy that decided to go to Kentucky instead, before going into the Louisville game, he said all the fans were telling him, don't lose this one. You can lose every game, but don't lose the Louisville game. So then Ashton Hagens, you know, kind of sheepishly was like, I wonder what would happen if we went one and 31. And, uh, and then... <laughs> And then, uh, so then he starts talking about, uh, you know, he, talking about Kentucky fans. Like, Kentucky fans always have something to say. Uh, he said they say everything. He said, turn the ball over. They're going to be at you. If you don't have a good game, they're going to be at you. Uh, and, and he said, but if you have a good game, they're going to be on the bandwagon. He said, I go, I just go on Instagram, swipe over, and I see it all. But I don't really be into all that. I don't care about the fans. I only care about my brothers in the locker room. And uh, and then Calipari, this is why he's Cal's guy, Cal came out. Uh, and this is awesome. Uh, he said, there's all, there's a small percentage out there that are just crazy. This is talking about Kentucky fans. He said, I don't pay any attention to them. Now here's the good thing. They will never steal my joy. They never will. I don't listen. So Ashton Hagens and coach Cal before this game called UK fans, quote unquote, crazy, say that they will not steal the joy away from them, no matter what <laughs> happens. And, uh, I just love that. Like it, it's Holy coach Cal. It's Coach Cal and the kids slash the guys versus Kentucky fans at oh this my point. God. Like they're great. Trouble enemy. in paradise. Trouble in Camelot. Yeah. No, but they're back to the that's the thing. They're back in paradise because after the game, Tyler Hero said it feels like the Bahamas again, where we were having fun and we're going out there and right. competing. I've got that kind of vibe again. So they are in paradise. They've decided, I, I feel like everyone has to have an enemy. You know what I mean? It's always good to have an enemy, so therefore you can all come together and point at something you don't Drake like. Drake has a lot so, of them, actually, I heard. Drake, so many enemies. <laughs> Too many enemies to name. Even though, like, two weeks from now, they'll be his friends. Look at Tory Lanez. Um, uh, but but you look at this situation, Cal and the kids have turned on the fans as the people that motivate them to win. It's a pretty beautiful thing. It's like they've become guys now. 
I'm very proud of it Cal is. and the guys. That is that is kind of the uh, the uh, story of the last couple of weeks for me, or since the the basically the Carolina game when they when Kentucky beats Carolina, and then they they played well against Louisville as well. Kentucky's back. Uh, the kids yeah. are the guys again. Yeah, Kentucky. Their season did not end against it. So I'm, I'm uh, first of all, I didn't. The Carolina Kentucky game was not a good game. I didn't really think that was good basketball. I thought Kentucky's defense was awesome. That was like the only thing that Carolina was frustrating as hell. We'll talk about them later. I we, I, I don't want to make this a Carolina thing again. Um, but K- Kentucky, I didn't really feel like they played particularly well. They just like they played defense well. Like Ashton Hagen's just every time a ball, every time a pass that was longer than seven feet was made, Ashton Hagen's just stole it and let it break the other way. Um. But then against Louisville, Kentucky played kind of like, as I was watching that game yesterday, it felt like that's what they thought was going to happen against Duke. That's like kind of how they played that game. Was just, we are overwhelming athletically. We'll just get out and run. Um, they didn't put a ton of points on Louisville. They scored like 71, I think. Yeah, uh, 71-58, but, I believe, was the final score. But you had like, like that was that was what was supposed to happen. Tyler Hero actually played well, which... Uh, was really frustrating for me because I was watching that game with uh, Keller, who doesn't watch college basketball. Like uh, my buddy, I've mentioned a few times on the pod, but um, I'm over at his place and I was like, "Hey, watch this Kentucky game with me. Uh, you're gonna hate this kid, Tyler Hero. He basically <laughs> is John. He's basically he's basically John Diebler freshman year at Ohio State. Uh, just a, a repeat of that where he keeps shooting, and for some reason the coaches are like, "Yeah, man, keep shooting. You're gonna you're you're doing well." Um, because uh, we're watching, we're, you and I were watching the Carolina game together, and I, that's what that was like. My thought, like as you are just like crying, you know, you're, you're pulling your hair out watching Roy making all these decisions. Uh, I just kept lo- turning over you. I was like, "What does Tyler Hero do? I, this kid drives me nuts. Like he he shoots it every time he touches it. He had, I have no idea what he brings to the table." And so I take that attitude over to the Louisville game. I tell Keller, "Watch this kid. He's going to shoot 20 times this game. He's gonna he's gonna go 0 for six to start the game. Then he'll hit a three and he'll start grabbing his nuts and like yeah. talk shit to the Louisville fans as though he's mm-hmm. he's got the hot hand." Um, and then Tyler Hero plays the game of his life. And Keller's like, well, I, like I thought you said he's this like kid four, sucked. He's like four or six from three or something crazy in that game. The, yeah. the reason that we the reason that we were turning on him is because uh he would have bri- he bricked like three shots in a row. And then like he would hit a three and then he would do like, you know, the three against the head, like, you know, throw right, his right. hands That's up to I mean, the yeah. crowd to turn up. And you're just like, okay, well, what about when you miss those other three shots? I, I do think the difference between the Kentucky team and the reason that they're playing better is that uh, they can all make entry passes for the first time, like to Reed Travis. Like mm-hmm. they made some great passes, quickly made some good passes. Hagens is actually scoring the basketball. And then in that Louisville game, they were sagging off of him like he was Rondo. And then he hit one three and it basically kind of opened everything up because once they had to, you know, keep him honest, they they had a guy that could rotate in. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the Kentucky team itself is like PJ Washington is obviously the leader. He's taken that upon himself. Seems Seems like they're more set in the fact of who they are. They have to be a kind of dirty team to win games. They got to be a little bit more defensive minded to win games. But that's what Cal does. Kyle is all mm-hmm. like the, his teams are all energy. They're all getting in the passing lanes, trying to get uh, an easy steal or a big play to get some momentum going. So uh, I, this is the Kentucky team we expected to see. So I hope that they uh, view this as enough talk about them because I know they wanted to hear all that quickly before. I mean, do you have anything else on Kentucky? I feel like that's all I have to say. I feel like they're no, ready I mean, for I'd, the SEC I'd say play. There was, also, there was also a moment during the Carolina game when Reed Travis pulled Nick Richards aside and started uh, coaching him up. And I, I mean yeah. that genuinely. I know we make a lot of jokes. Um, it, it was like I think Nick, Nick Richards Nick had a Richards good. Played well in that game. Yeah. Yeah, because he had it. He had a. I, I forget what the sequence was, but if I remember right, it was like Nick Richards did something well, and then he immediately like kind of fucked up a little bit. 
and like Reed Travis, like I, I just kind of like watched what happened next, and Reed Travis like pulled him to the side. I was like, I was, I was genuinely very impressed because, um, I think after the Duke game to start the season, it, it, it was very easy to envision a world where it basically Kentucky kind of becomes UCLA, and they have yeah, good players, they, quit but on they just each all other. hate each other. Yeah, they just all quit yeah. on each other. They quit on their coach. Um, so to see those guys, like you said, PJ Washington and Reed Travis, those. Uh, seem to be the two guys that are are leading, but but it's it's a great problem to have because Ashton Hagens is playing really well. Tyler Hero, if you ask Cal, he's gonna say Tyler Hero is the best player, and if he doesn't, then why the fuck are you playing him like thirty eight minutes a game <laughs> every time I turn on the TV? Uh, oh my god, I'm back on that again. I'm, I'm just looking at this box score. This dude played thirty six minutes against Carolina, and I don't understand why. I do, I, I don't get it. I, I feel like like I, I after the Duke <laughs> game, I was really I, I was scared to criticize the kid because. Um, I don't know. He's, I didn't really know anything about it. But then I'm watching him against Carolina, and he's 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 got the attitude about him and the swagger, and he just, it's it's. I don't understand it. I don't hate the kid. It's he's not like I don't even I don't even hate the kid in the way like people hated Grayson Allen or anything like that. It's just I genuinely do not understand how he's gotten away with this. Like how how you could like be Tyler Hero and go onto this Kentucky team, and Cal's like, yeah, you're the guy. I'm gonna play you 35 minutes, and we're gonna let you shoot 18 times a game, and we're gonna run the baseline runner for you and <laughs> I think you're JJ Reddick. I just don't I just don't get that part. But he did play well against Louisville. So I'm gonna eat crow for now. But uh <laughs> <laughs> I do think that was what I, I think that's why we were uh getting a little frustrated because we're just like I can't believe that they're setting like two back screens like to get this guy open. You know what I mean? Like I just can't believe that they're drawing up plays to get him open. I think that they was don't draw we up plays kinda... to, that's their entire goddamn offense. It's like <laughs> it is it, like there are times I'm watching Kentucky it feels like like I talked to McRoberts <laughs> about playing with Reddick and like I don't think he has any ill will toward Reddick, but the reason McRoberts has become a yes, disinfector is because he probably does. <laughs> I, I just I just said that to do, to cover my bases. Um, yeah, yeah, defend him. Yeah, <laughs> the reason McRoberts becomes a Duke defector is because he was like he. I think some people had him as the number one recruit in the country when he was coming out of high school. And McRoberts goes to Duke, and basically his entire career was was he turned into Marshall Plumley setting screens for JJ Reddick, <laughs> and that's all he did. And that was you would watch Duke, and rightfully so, JJ Reddick was unbelievable player and was a great shit you know like i'm not saying that shouldn't have been the case but that was like duke's entire offense was like we're just running to and i swear to god that's like what cal is doing with hero and i just i, I don't i don't get it i don't i'm not even mad i'm not mad i'm actually laughing <laughs> yeah it's actually it's, you know what's it's actually funny to me it's kind of crazy how funny it yeah. is to me but uh uh i i guess i should, all of that is to say there's the phrase again um I saw it against Louisville. Like the Louisville game, it came out like the way everyone on Kentucky played. I was like, okay, I finally get it. If this is what practices have looked like for Kentucky all along, then now I understand why they're running offense through Tyler Hero. Now I understand why Cal, you know, still thinks his team could be good and why he he was so optimistic heading into the season and um, started doing more media appearances and all that shit. And he's shaking Roy Williams's hand five times in front of the cameras. And um, now I get it. So that's that's the Kentucky talk. That's that's all I have on Kentucky. They're back. So though. many hands have Kentucky so, back. They are back, and I will say, I mean, it is interesting because I think a lot of we we kind of talk about these teams in November, December, and it is only November, December. So we have a lot to figure out as we get into conference play. But a lot of the teams are working, you know, they're working their way through it where people are who we thought they were or what we thought they were supposed to be. Like Kentucky gets blown out by Duke, they lose a seat in Hall, the fans turn on them. We kind of write them off a little bit. Now they're back. 
sort of, you know, there's been some similar stuff with like Carolina, same thing. They lose uh, some early games, lose to Texas. People kind of write them off. And now they look like, you know, a team that's kind of figured it out a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about a team that was undefeated that lost quickly before. Uh, and that is uh, Seton Hall. Again, they beat St. John's. They knocked off uh, undefeated St. John's. And uh, it was 74-73 when Heron and Shamari Pons both missed uh, front ends of one-on-ones. I just always like to point that out because people, I think they underrate the value of guys that can make free throws late in game situations. Um, You can look at the 2008 finals, uh, you know, just to point out something that can show that. But then after the game was the most interesting part to me was Chris Mullen. Chris, Chris Mullen does the full hold me back where he actually doesn't have anything to say. But if you infer or imply, uh, from the situation, if he implies and you infer that he will have something to say, then that's good for everybody. He says, even though you don't get fined in college, and then he pauses, he said, I should say something. Pauses again. I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself on that, though. <laughs> so, so I, you know, doesn't really have anything to say. I mean, they lose a tight game. They're obviously not undefeated anymore. And uh, it was a big shot that Seton Hall hit. Uh, and, and they should have won that game, uh, St. John's. Uh, but they just kind of blew it at the end. But I, I just love that Chris Mullen, a guy that we love on this program, a, a former player that we enjoy, he just, uh, you know, it, it's a very laissez-faire, lackadaisical attitude. These sorts. Of, it's kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I, I should be more upset. Say- I should have something to say. But, you know, I'll save it. I'll wait. Maybe one day. All you have to say is I'm not going to say before, and you're like yeah. I'm not going to say the refs fucked us. I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to say that. I'm not. I'm so, also not going to say that uh, they're not going to make it out of Greece alive tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say it, even though I'm. I'm saying not going to say that. If, for example, if I said that these refs are on the take and that's what cost us the game, I would mm. be fine, and that's why I'm not going to say that. So, uh, the, the, just if if you have any intention of putting that quote in your article for me don't do it because i'm not saying it that's that's all you had to do that was, that was yeah. smart. good job chris mullen <laughs> just leave it at that uh one more good guy note for me uh wake forest loses to gardner webb chris holtman's old team 73 69 uh they lost the race to 69 danny manning a guy that again a former player now coach at wake forest got a big extension not too long ago uh, a lot of people in north carolina are uh are are, are putting it out there that they want Wes Miller to be the coach at Wake Forest and they want Danny Manning to go. I am not at that point yet. I do believe in Danny Manning. Uh, a lot of young guys on that team, but uh, the fire Manning stuff is is bouncing around here, Mark Titus, on the ground. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yep. Interesting. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. And move. I'm, I'm going. Here's my Wake Forest opinion. Uh, move Wake Forest back to Wake Forest. That's my yeah. opinion. Move it from Wisconsin. Big four. Back to Wake Forest. Um. I want to I want to do this real quick because uh, I know we got some time. Why not? Um, because I, I've had this thought for a while, and uh, it now feels like a good time to do it. It's the last. It's the last show. Uh, we're about to get into conference play. Um, just take like a lay of the land, take a pulse of the nation. Uh, what What are you seeing from college basketball in the non conference slate? Um, because I, I think we should step back and just do a macro thing. Because I feel like, and you can stop me if you disagree. This isn't a criticism. I'm not. I'm not one of the guys that's saying we should change all the rules. I'm not saying we need to freak out. Um, I'm just. This is just how I feel. It feels like we don't really have that many good teams this year. It feels like, kind of everyone sucks, and that might include Duke. Probably not. Um, but we'll find out. Duke has not played a true road game yet, as Graham Couch lets <laughs> us know with his ballot every week. Um, January eighth. January eighth, when was but, that? But like even right now, so like as I sit here today, the 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 three teams that I'm certain are good uh, are are uh, the are Duke obviously because they're 
just loaded with talent. We we don't really need to go why they're good. Uh, Michigan, who has looked really good, has great defense, all that. But as as we are recording this, I, I'm looking at the score live. There's ten and a half minutes left in their game against Binghamton, and they are up forty eight to forty three. Tate. Um, mm. So even Mi- Michigan is going to have some head scratchers. They almost lost at Northwestern this year. Uh, they their offense is. They're, they're, they can have problems offensively where they're going to have some head scratchers. They they are susceptible. They they look dominant when everything's going well, but they are susceptible. And then Tennessee, obviously, we love them. Um, their only loss was Kansas in overtime. Uh, I, th- I think they have a pretty good team as well. But like Virginia's schedule, I'm not really sure yet. We'll wait and see. We have to see what they can do. Kansas, we've we've covered that forever. They're they're ten and one. It feels like. Like with the way people talk about them, the, the vibes watching them, it feels like they've lost five or six games at this point. Nevada plays yeah. no defense. Gonzaga plays no defense. Um, Michigan State, I don't really. I, so my, that's my question to you, Tate. Is like, how do you feel about all of college bat? Just the the where things are headed with college basketball. To borrow, from I this. I kind of I I mean I'm in I'm in agreement where there is no supreme top team, but I think you know we kind of got like. I don't know. I'm not going to say spoiled, but I think we kind of gotten spoiled since the 2015 team with the Duke team. And then the next year we had the Villanova team and then Carolina comes back, yeah. brings everyone back. And then like last year, obviously Villanova just had more talent than everybody else. Once we got to that final four. So I think we've had a team kind of in the back of our mind and maybe Duke is that team this year. I'm not it could really, be Duke. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not really set. On, I'm not set on that yet, but I think if I had to pick, you know, like right now, if you were just like, who are the final four teams? Who are the final four teams that you would just put in right now to watch play, you know, in Minneapolis? That's who you expect to be there in 2019. I think Tennessee is one of those teams. I think Duke is one of those teams. I think Gonzaga is one of those teams. And I think Virginia is one of those teams. So those are the four teams mm. in my head where I'm like, that is the top four teams to me in the country where push comes to shove. They can play different ways. They have depth. They have talent. They've been there before. They've had, you know, ups and downs on both sides. I mean, Duke really not so much, but they just have probably the most talent on any team in the country. So I, I those are the four that I have in my head. I mean, obviously I could hear an argument for Kansas. I could hear an argument for Michigan State. State hear an argument for you know Carolina, but I, I do Michigan. I or do you, yeah, Michigan. You, you, yeah, actually, Michigan, I'm yeah. I'm 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 not really. I mean, obviously, people are gonna be like, well, what what happened to Carolina then? Well, uh, yeah, they got blown out on the road at Michigan. I think I think Michigan just relies too much on some other guy, like a, a freshman, obviously. And uh, I don't know, I, I Michigan. I'm still kind of no. I, on. I think you're. Fa- I, I, I think Michigan has some. Uh, again, this isn't an opinion yet. It's just a forming opinion. It's like, uh, you know, like you 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 feel your face start to feel a little weird, like a day before you actually get a zit. Yeah, <laughs> great analogy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. This, you're like, this what is, is, a, what this is, is happening here? Yeah, you're like something's coming up here, and then the next morning you wake up and you got a little pimple on your face. Uh, that's how I feel. <laughs> where Michigan, um, this isn't an opinion yet. It's just sort of a forming. I got a little pimple forming. Uh, Michigan may have peaked too early, Tate. That's my. I'm. I'm a little worried or, about that. That they peaked. Or, they they were the, feeling themselves. Uh, you got. You got Iggy. That's just like, he he he's feeling himself a little too much, and everyone's loving life. But then like the season progresses, and then maybe they get some locker room problems of like I, I don't know. That, 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 I'm, I just got my eye on that. That's all I'll say. And especially I, as they are in a close game with Binghamton. <laughs> It, yes, and it's also one of those things where it's not like we haven't seen that before, where a team that's coming off a good run in the tournament comes and starts the year hot, like Notre Dame when they won the Mal Invitational last year. You know what I mean? It's sort of the same thing. Yeah. Where maybe you are more of a November December team than a you know February March team. So 
here's the here's the reason I bring that up is because uh, I, I guess like I'm just forecasting March as, as you said those those are the teams you think are in the final four. To me, this feels like a year where we could get like two eight seeds in the final four, or you, you get like a weird combination like that. Um, uh, I, I guess I guess the move I'm supposed to say if I'm trying to defend college basketball is there's a lot of parity, right? Um, but then I was looking. <laughs> I was I was looking at the uh, uh, the the poll and we're we're again we're recording this on a Sunday so the poll is going to come out tomorrow and and some of this oh, will, nice. will move around and 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 shake up a little bit but uh, as 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 of this recording Tate eight of the top twelve teams in the AP poll have never won a national title Tennessee Virginia Nevada Gonzaga Florida State Virginia Tech Texas Tech Auburn um, so eight of the top twelve have never won a national title ever. Um, and then four of the top 15. So like other, the other teams that are in that range that have won national titles are all like big 10 teams. So like Michigan, Michigan state, Ohio state, Wisconsin, um, are also up there and all, they have all, they have each won national titles, but as we know, the big 10 is on a drought as well. And I'm just trying to forecast it all. I'm thinking, could this be a year Tate where we have a first time national champion or like some sort of drought gets snapped because the big 10 has not won since 2000. Uh, there's not been a new national. The last time we had a new national champion in college basketball was 2006 when Florida won. Um, it has been 13 years. So, so if you do the math, 2019 minus 2006, 13 years. Uh, this is the the longest streak in the history of college basketball since the NCAA tournament has gone on. The second longest streak of this, where there's never been a team like a new. We, we haven't crowned a new national champion. The second longest streak was eight years, which was the from '66 to '74 when UCLA won every single title. Mm. Um, that's and there and other than those two, it's other than the streak we're on right now and that eight-year streak in the '60s and '70s. There has never been a five-year streak ever in the NCAA tournament history where a new national champion has not been crowned. Does all of that make sense to you? What what I'm trying to say here. All of that makes sense, and you're saying that it's setting up for a first-time national champion this yeah. season. Yeah. I think I think we might I think this might be the year that we get a first time national champion. I think like yeah, Gonzaga might win it. Tennessee might win it. That that's what yes. I really want. That's what I'm ultimately I, cheering for. If if my beloved Buckeyes, my beloved Indiana Hoosiers, my beloved TCU Horn Frog, although the Horn Frogs, let's put them on that list. They've never won a national title. Uh, if they can't win it, I want to see a new I want to see a new national champion. I my best case scenario for the podcast, which is you know why we do this, uh, you know as selfish as that may sound, uh, Tennessee Gonzaga. National Championship, the rematch that we saw in Phoenix at the Jerry Colangelo Classic for the title game. That's uh, That would be fun because then we both win because whoever wins is a first-time national we, champion. And leading into the game, we can say we were at that game. For, we can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, we were on the ground. We saw it. We saw it live. We saw what worked. We saw what didn't work. Can Schofield have that kind of game again? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> CBS is going to need some a- analysis and they're going to be like, fuck, did, were, were any of our guys at the game? And they're like, no, we weren't. Does anybody know if anybody was at that game? And they're like, yeah, Titus and Tate were there. We should get them on. And then we're they're just like, like, Jeff Good- they're like, Jeff Goodman was there. And then Jeff will yeah. be on uh, CBS. <laughs> we're sitting next to Greg Gumble. We're, we're, we're in the broadcast booth with Jim Nance during the game because as two guys who were at that game. Um, oh, my. Yeah, that'd be a fun Final Four. That'd be fun. I, th- I think. Uh, so what is what is the the perfect final four for us would be actually be Ohio State Carolina have to be in there right just for yes I think I think what people really want is like Ohio State and Carolina to make the final four and then lose where both of us <laughs> go into the game and they're on opposite side of the bracket and both of us are going to Minneapolis with our chest puffed out and we're saying we are going to be playing in the national championship suck it all the people that listen to our podcast that want us to cry we are not crying you all suck. 
mm. then we both lose. <laughs> we don't neither one of us make the change. Okay. And then it's like I think like Duke and Virginia would be the other two. Virginia fans love us. Um and then Duke is just content. That's that's my pick. That's what I that's the final four. That, I think that's the content final four. Is Duke, I, Virginia. I, I, I will Ohio say State, I think that Carolina. I think a lot of people would stop watching college basketball if there were three ACC teams in Ohio State yeah. playing in the Final Four. <laughs> it's sort of like college football for me. I, I am done with college football after this Bama Clemson thing. I will not talk about it anymore. I will not watch it anymore. I am done. I don't. I'm done. I've seen the movie before. I didn't need a Toy Story four. I don't need part four. I'm done. Um, I'm done. Speak yeah, for yourself. it's weird. I just. I. I think my every time I like watch the college football postseason, not even just the playoff, just the whole bowl system, the everything about it, how they how they pick who makes the playoffs, all the arguing that goes on, like the arguing never stops. There are people still arguing about like ten years ago. Um, I just think my lucky star is that I'm a college basketball fan. I'm so glad. Same. That, like, I, I love Same. that I went to Ohio State. I love that I can watch a good football program play. But I'm so glad that I grew up in Indiana and it was just like instilled in me from birth that basketball is more important. Because, my God, if, if, if I really cared about college football, number one, I would, I would be dead by now. I don't know how people do it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's really all it is. You're just like, are you just... You basically... You tw- if you're from the North, you tweet at Kirk Street, And if you're from the South, you tweet at Paul Feinbaum. And that's just like, like all you do all day if you're a college football fan. Uh, my goodness. It's tough. Um, any, it's not worth anything it. Anything else before Don't we do go? it. Uh, nothing else. Just uh, excited for 2019. We appreciate it. I know that we both have enjoyed. We've been going to so many games to start out this season. It's fun to be out in the world. I was at the Carolina Davidson game. People were very nice, very complimentary about uh, the show and everything. So I appreciate everyone that says nice stuff. I also appreciate the people that say not so nice stuff because uh, that drives me to try to work harder because – Boy, do I not enjoy you guys. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, thank you to everyone. Um, and I, I and thank you, Kyle, for coming in on a Sunday morning to record us. That was very nice of you, Kyle. Oh, yeah, that's Good great. Job, yeah, I'll be back for Bill's pod seven hours. What's your New Year's resolution, Tate? Uh, you know... I have no idea. I got to figure it out. I mean, I I got my I got my I got my body back together uh, within the past two weeks with my back problems. So that was probably nice. You know, now I can uh, move on from there. But it's probably just not to uh, not to attack these trolls, not to lead into the trolls because boy, boy is it hard. How about stop? uh, Someone asked me about. I've I've been getting questions about this. How about stop putting on your Instagram story just like bizarre shit that no one can understand. (laughs) Because I, I oh. I'm sick of getting asked about it. Like, why why does Tate <laughs> take scene well, just like still it's called, shots from it's movies? Called, it's it's called you have pedantic minds and you are dumb. It's called and, culture, Titus. And you shouldn't follow me. There you go. There you go. There you go. Unfollow oh, me. That that's my that maybe that'll be my news resolution. If you don't yeah. get it, leave me alone. Just put that in your Twitter bio. Unfollow me. <laughs> yeah, please I unfollow me. Try to get no, your I would get, followers. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I would get fired by the ringer if I did that. Actually, that's the only reason they keep me around. <laughs> yeah, don't um, don't do Kyle, it. Kyle, do you ever do your resolution? It's to pay rent on the first motherfucker. Yeah, I got it this year. <laughs> there, you go. there you go, Kyle. There you go, Kyle. I'm right there. I feel that. Moving on up. Oh god, I love it. Um, I think I think mine. I'm trying to I'm trying to drink less soda. That's not as fun. Um. Yeah. I've never had a, I'm trying I've to, never had a New Year's resolution. I don't believe in that. So. I haven't either. All, all, all of this is uh, this is all a joke. My New Year's resolution. I was I was watching the film. I've been listening to a couple of the pods we've done, and I feel like I talk too fast. Uh, I got to slow it down. That's my New Year's resolution. I gotta I gotta do something. 
We got to slow it down. Come, you heard it here, folks. Come two hour south. pods coming next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two hour pods are coming. I'm gonna slow it down for the for the, you know let's slow this one down for the lady for the ladies. That's the that's what you say right when you're when you're a DJ. Um, one, one more thought before I go, uh, Tate. Uh, did you see the uh the teaser that ESPN released for the ten uh, part Jordan doc coming in 2020? You yeah. saw this, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did. I'm getting out ahead of it. I'm gonna get out ahead of everyone um before 2020 rolls around and this doc comes out. Uh Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time. I've changed my <laughs> mind. <laughs> of course. I'm getting that is, I'm getting out ahead of everyone because between is, now that, and that then LeBron's the gonna that has never changed yeah. ever. Never between, even got between close now to changing. And then, LeBron's gonna do some crazy shit. And uh, and then this documentary is going to come out. So I'm I'm going to get ahead of the curve. I'm gonna, let me be the first to to get ahead of this and say, damn, Michael Jordan might be the greatest, might be the goat. So uh, when that doc comes out, remember that I I said this. We'll put it I, in I our compilation episode. This. We'll do it next year. Re- yeah. <laughs> remind, remind, <laughs> reminder: I've never wavered on that stance because my goodness, people are so dumb. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. That's the show. We'll be back. I, I'm I'm done promising. I feel like every time we end the show, I'm like, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with a new show, and then it's like 12 days later. So um, <laughs> we, it, we it are contractually. A, it wasn't our fault in Chicago. I uh, I was How trying to that? find Hold on. XLR Can we make cables, that as a podcast? We Can we make that. that our New Year's resolution? Can we get on a, a a regular goddamn schedule with this podcast? So the people, eh, I mean, I mean, you tell me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like, Kyle's like, I, Kyle's I like, like you can have one you can have rent on the yeah. first or you can have a regular podcast schedule and unfortunately I'm picking rent on the first so sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. guys <laughs> so $37 um, late fees so yeah rent four, on the first 47, 47 dollars oh 47 mine's 37 I appreciate that <laughs> We uh we will be back at some point next week. We are contractually obligated to be back. Uh, so just if <laughs> if if next week come comes and goes and you haven't heard a pod yet, um, something it, it'll pop up soon because we we will have to do one next week. Uh, until then, Tate, the crew have been officially saved. It is official. The Haslam has bought the team. The crew is saved. I just want to say that one more time on this podcast because so we never have to revisit that that nightmare again. The crew has been saved.